Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. So, I don't know how this is today. Because when we're coming up, if you love movies, people would actually question your love of movies. Sometimes if you just say, I like movies. Oh, you like movies? Have you seen Citizen Kane? <laughs> you know, the greatest the, movie of all time. The greatest movie of all time. Oh, no, you think you love movies. It's, it's the stairway to heaven. <laughs> it <laughs> is, <movies>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, man. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, how cute. You think you love movies and you've never seen Citizen Kane? And I'm sure you some some people out there like we're at this point now where people are young enough to where they they, they don't even know Citizen no. Kane who who what rap is that you got some, <laughs> right <laughs> you got some new shit out <laughs> Citizen Kane at one time and I don't know how it holds up today but they you know at one time it was the greatest movie ever made by the genius Orson Welles Citizen Kane is a modern American story about a man called Kane. Charles Foster Kane. I don't know how to tell you about him. There's so many things to say. I'll turn you over instead to the characters in the picture. As you'll see, they feel very strongly on the subject. Charles Foster Kane is... Fuck that motherfucker! He <laughs> 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 looks mad. <laughs> sweating. Just dripping. <laughs> don't ever say that name around him. <laughs> <laughs> he actually put the... <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to him? <laughs> he fucked my wife. Yeah, man. That's back when they made trailers that didn't tell you shit about the film. Mm. <laughs> Wish they go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the time you've seen a whole movie by the time you watch the trailer. Yeah. The trailer, yeah, I tried to find a trailer that would show you something. They, they like, nah, you gonna watch the movie. <laughs> The greatest movie ever made. You tell people that today. Greatest movie ever made. Is Rock in it? <laughs> Who in there? Kevin Hart in there? <laughs> you know how people are today, y'all. And as I said, this is made by what they called at the time the boy genius, Orson Welles. 24 years old at the time. 24 years old at the time he made this, man. Yeah, this man was 24 years old, had a hell of a career. Went from that to slinging wine while being drunk. <laughs> 102, take two. Ah, the- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a, a lot of that slinging wine was because he made Citizen Kane. <laughs> what, drove him crazy or something? No, he made powerful enemies. Oh, yeah, that's what this movie addresses yeah. here. We'll talk about that. No, definitely, definitely. This, movie's t- this movie really is about 
hey man, don't write that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said you should have titled this movie. <laughs> hey man, just uh, somebody should just set that shit on fire, man. Yeah. Why you doing this? I, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> Why you doing this shit? <laughs> the Citizen Kane story. You, you don't like it? It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Thing is, don't, everybody. Oh, I'm don't, sorry. Don't publish it, just, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> Let's just keep this between you and me. You a genius, man. Just don't do this shit, please. My name's involved in this. Stop. Yeah, everybody talks about Orson Welles, though. You wouldn't have this movie. That's the thing about it. You wouldn't have this movie if if you didn't have it on the page. If you didn't have the printed word, and that script is by, is by Herman J. Mankiewicz, who was a some people say a genius writer, also a genius a, alcoholic. An alcoholic. <laughs> if this genius is the word, boy, he knew, he knew his alcohol. Yeah. He knew how to sneak that shit in when people told him you can't have it. <laughs> when he was crippled and it was across the room, he still found a way. He, that fool was crippled in a in a in a in a cabin in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And still managed to find alcohol. He just hit it up his ass. Mm. He was like a mule, like a drug <laughs> mule. He just shit bottles when he got in there. Okay, you were, how were, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But this is the story of a lot of things here. A lot of things. And I'm gonna say this again when we come back. But I've never had to really fragment a review like this before. Is how to recommend it to people. Mm. But here's a story that about the movie when it was being written by the man who had to fight for the credit until this day, people still don't give him the proper credit for it. And the struggle to kind of squash this, what people consider the greatest movie ever made for a particular political reasons. So let's go ahead and take a look at David Fincher's. What people are saying is his latest masterpiece, Mank. That's short for Mankiewicz, of course. And we'll be back with our review. Now, if you're listening, I'm sorry for that moment of silence, but I wanted to show that because even the the green when they have the Green Band trailer and they say brought you know by the Film Association of America rated mm-hmm. by whatever, they did that in the old style mm. of the movies back then. When, when uh, you know, the 20s and 30s when uh, Citizen Kane came out. They, you know, this movie's very detailed, uh, very detail-oriented to the style of filmmaking at that time. Oh, shit. I just made a silent film, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget to push the button? Yeah, well, I, forget to, I forgot to raise the sound. Uh, uh, let's move it on and make it a talkie now. <laughs> man. Of course it is. I think it's time we talk. What is it the writer says? Tell the story you know. Hello, everyone. Make yourself to home, Mr. Mankowitz, or shall I call you Herman? Please, call me Mank. 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 This is Herman Mankowitz, but we're to call him Mank. Mankowitz. Herman Mankiewicz, New York playwright and drama critic, turned humble screenwriter, Mr. Hearst. This is a business where the buyer gets nothing for his money but a memory. What he bought still belongs to the man who sold it. That's the real magic of the movies. Thunder, lightning, blood, fire, religion. Help! Someone save me! All in one film. That's director proof. That's why I always want Mank around. 
I hear you're hunting dangerous game. God bless William Randolph Hearst. Ready and willing to hunt the great white whale? Just call me Ahab. Do come in. At this rate, you will never finish. You said 90 days. Well, said 60. I'm doing the best I can. I've put up with your suicidal drinking, your compulsive gambling, your silly platonic affairs. You owe me, Herman. Who do you think you are? You're nothing but a court jester. What I want to know is what you think of it. It's a bit of a jumble, the collection of fragments that leap around in time like Mexican jumping beans. Welcome to my mind, old sock. Him, I get. But what did Marion ever do to deserve it's this? It's not her. Not all characters are headliners. Some are secondary. You pick a fight with Willie. You are finished. Mayor can't save you. Nobody can. Especially the boy genius from New York. I removed any distraction, eliminated every excuse. Your family, your cronies, liquor. I gave you a second chance. You cannot capture a man's entire life in two hours. All you can hope is to leave the impression of one. Why Hurst? Outside his own blonde Betty Boop, you're always his favorite dinner partner. Are you familiar with the parable of the organ grinder's monkey? <laughs> Put a pillow over his face. No. <laughs> no, I ain't heard that shit before. <laughs> Don't give up. Oh, uh, so. Now, I, I don't expect you to see this as the same way I do. Okay. But, so, before we got into this review, we did a review about another Netflix movie. It takes place in modern times and is a musical. And I was saying that if you don't like musicals, then you're not the audience for this. That just takes out a whole section of people right there. Uh, and, and, I, and, by the way, I don't think it's a very revolutionary musical that's going to turn people around. Now, with this, I feel kind of the same way, except... I'm not saying that it's it's something that is uh, that is poor that is going to turn people away. It's just something that is so, again, detailed oriented in everything that I think that is I had to break it down in fragments for particular audiences, not mm-hmm. just one audience, particular mm-hmm. audiences. It's very niche. It, it very, is. It's micro niche. Yeah, man. You know, first of all, this is, look. This is a critics' movie. Sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, this that, is this. Yeah, you see that ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's why. Straight up, this is a critics' movie. And again, hear me out, because I'm not saying good thing or bad thing. It, yeah, it just is. It, it, because you know, if you are a critic, chances are you got into the job because you love movies. You probably even went to film school. You went to film school and therefore had to learn film history right up to the formation of Hollywood, Hollywood politics and business. And this is very specific on those, man. You know, if you're a fan of Hollywood history, then this is for you because they go in here. I mean, this this and I'm not talking about just I ain't talking about you film nerds. I ain't talking about people that casually love movies. I'm talking about you buffs, you historians. Because they do a lot of name dropping in this film and they don't bother to explain any of them. You just have to kind of just catch up or put pieces together. And I'm not saying again, because this is, you know, this is speaking the language of the people who understand that history. For other people, it'll be a foreign language for you. You know, there's a lot of talks about a lot of talk about the politics, especially about the politics of that time. And so when they're talking about the politics, they're talking about, 
you know, the early studios. They're talking about the people who formed those studios. One of the big players here is Louis B. Mayer, mm-hmm. who ran MGM. Uh, and they tell you who's played by in the movie. Arliss Howard. Arliss Howard. Yeah, it's uh, who plays who plays him in the film. And, and there he is right there. You know, that, uh, listen, it, that I was in film school and I had to learn all this stuff. You know, and it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, and you know, and I loved <clears throat> learning about it. Now, this movie could even be annoying to some people because a lot of people love to drop that history on people because it makes them sound smart. Uh, smart. It's like those people who go to Shakespeare plays and movies sure. and like, <laughs> I know yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I yes. know that. Yeah, you know, that's where it would probably get annoying. I'm not one of those people who wants to impress. I'm not one of those people who wants bragging rights for knowing history. Uh, I do know a lot of this. And even then, I didn't know. And it was so detailed. I was like, okay, I don't even remember that. Or I just didn't know that. So for people who don't care about that history, don't know that history, and going to be, you know, uh, you come in here cold, there's a chance this movie could push you away, could alienate you in a way. Because it's just, it's not, it's not meant for you. It's not meant, it's not something, this is a, this is a petty ass, almost condescending word. But people would say it's not meant for casuals sure. out there. And you're, you're you're right, and it's not even a put down. Is it just isn't? <laughs> it's the way the movie was was designed, written, and put together. Uh, I, I I feel like there's a small audience for this. It's a no. That's when you said niche. It's a very small audience for it, and but it, but it could expand. It could get bigger and bigger for people who can appreciate different things in the movie. Now, if you're going in for story. That's what I'm saying. If you're going in for story, a lot of this stuff is probably going to be over your head if you don't know it. And that's just what it's meant for. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, the now the other people that it could be for is for people who love Citizen Kane. You know, if you love mm-hmm. Citizen Kane, then you probably know about the history of Citizen Kane. Maybe you know the history of the Hollywood system, the formation of Hollywood, the Hollywood heads and all the names, the big players. But you probably know that in Citizen Kane that... It, you know, the, the character of Charles Foster Kane was supposed to be uh, when William Randolph Hearst. William Randolph Hearst being the, 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 big, uh, the big print tycoon at the time. That was a take on him. And that's what the movie's kind of about. You know, this guy's writing a script that's clearly taking shots at this powerful person. And this powerful person has the ability to step on this person mm-hmm. and crush them. Mm-hmm. And you've and so if you know that, if you know the movie and you know all about William Randolph Hearst and everything, then you're like, OK, I know all of that. And then there's a chance that all the other stuff will just kind of interest you as it comes along. Sure. Yeah. That, that It's that like, oh, I knew this, but it's interesting to find out all these other things that were going on at the same time. Yeah. And William Randolph Hearst, he was he was a, he was a motherfucker, man. He was he was he had all kind of scandals and mm-hmm. all kind of shit on the side. He had, you know, side pieces and he 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 made uh legislation that affects us to this day so you know the movie might even hold some suspense for you when you realize oh shit that's right he was fucking with this guy <laughs> oh wow he shouldn't have been doing that uh you know and, and i and again i know about that because i saw citizen kane i was in high school liked it but didn't even know about it till i had to watch it again in film school and go and even before we watched the movie every day going to class that bitch Orson Welles was looking at us at the door. They hung up a picture. Oh, did they? they? Just like that? They hung up a picture. Orson Welles was looking at your ass. Every day when you went to that class, you're looking at your ass and rubbing in. Cause it, cause it You'll said, never be me. Close. It said, at the age of 25, I made the greatest movie ever made. 
what the fuck did you do? They <laughs> <laughs> rubbed it in. So you had to go into class looking at that every day. So, you know, again, I know all of that. And I can tell you, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, the movie will pull you in. But the third group of people that I think this will interest, man, and get them into, and this is most, this is, even though I know some of this other stuff, I don't give a fuck about that. I really come in, I appreciate the the filmmaking itself. Mm-hmm. The filmmaking on a technical level, if you just love the technical level of filmmaking, you will love this. At least I did. It's, it's almost a, an Orson Welles style of filmmaking for this movie. It, it is. I believe David Fincher's father wrote the script. He did. So David Fincher had been years trying to get this done. And of course, you meant, look, at the time when Hollywood was, you know, before we got into streaming and whatnot, like, he ain't making this shit. Right, right. Well, he's got to deal with Netflix. But Netflix now, they can they, do that. In like, the, all right, if we let you make your little movie, you'll come back and make some more stuff for us, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And I got to tell you, man, this is, uh, this, this is amazing. I said this before and I'll say it again. The attention to stylistic detail of that era is incredible. This, of course, the cinematography is great. You can see how people, it is not even, I mean, look, you think it's just easy to like switch a chroma key or something, change something to black and white. Black and white at this level, you have to look, it's, hard, it's almost even harder to light because you have to go in and, and get certain effects for shadows. Mm. And the shadowing in this movie, or the, shot, the, the, the shadow placement in this film with the black and white, is incredible. The lighting for shadows in this movie is amazing. And I even think that I know industrial light and magic was involved and there are moments where they're outside and the sound the, the sound is too good. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're on a stage. I think they recreated backgrounds because uh-huh. you can tell there's a little halo around people and you could tell it's a green screen effect mm-hmm. or some transparency going on. Uh, it can get a little pretentious sometimes because they'll do things like put cigarette burns in the corner. You know, it's like, okay, look, I know it ain't no fucking film, all right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, I know it's a movie, man. You ain't got to do that, but... Well, from years from now, somebody will come across it like a lost gem. <laughs> <laughs> but what'd you think about that, man? About the uh, the stylistic choices here? Oh, the, the, uh, the filmmaking is what I liked about this the most. I yeah. mean, it's it's constantly... Just just on the filmmaking level, it's constantly impressive. You, you can't take your eyes off of it. Mm-mm. Especially, you kind of start getting and lost in just all the, the the camera angles and the shadows and and the different ways he finds to to put these things together and yeah it's little, little scenes like that like the you know the quote unquote special effects from back in the day yeah. to have so many of them in this done so well it's 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 gorgeous now when I say that this is a critics for, for this this is a movie for critics. And I'm talking about all, all these egghead critics gonna be talking about, you know, they're gonna be talking all that that deep shit, you know, they're gonna be getting trying to impress people. Well, here's where the asshole critic comes on me, man, because I, I'm about to I'm about to get real nerdy with this, man. I'm about to go deep with some film stuff right here. And it's gonna sound probably a little egghead and pretentious to you, but I'm I'm serious when I say this. I'm not saying anybody can go and, and film black and white. You know, because some people will film black and white and they'll do it beautiful and they'll say, Look at that. That's like the old times. Now, it's not saying it's easy, but it's more to it than that. They pay so much attention to detail. David Fincher did to the filmmaking style of the time, right down to the old language of film, the editing, the pacing. It's not enough to just crossfade in the movie. There, there were ways that people delivered dialogue and then they did a fade out and they did a fade back in. And they paid attention to details like that. They spoke the language of that film back in the day. 
even the and even for people who might not understand what's going on, the dialogue is so clever. I'm not talking about people, you know, they, they really want to get it down to the rhythm of speaking at that time. Mm-hmm. There was there is a rhythm that goes with there's a cadence to the way people the, talk. The, the mid Atlantic accent. Yeah, but also just the, the 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 you know the the wit of everybody. Everybody knew what to say at the right time. You know, they had the best comebacks, they had the best <laughs> jokes for everything. And they actually wrote that very well. It's entertaining to listen to these people talk. Mm-hmm. And they have some badass scenes in here too, man. I mean, look, you ain't gotta, you ain't, you ain't gotta understand the movie to know when somebody walks in a room and fucks up. Well, especially when they stumble. And when they come in the room drunk, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, that's some brilliant scenes like that, man. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, man. You know, uh, I uh, the, the, even right down to the to the angles. The way they shot people, like I said, when I say they like crossfade out on people and whatnot, they'll 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 film in the right angle where you know it mimics a movie of that time where they you know they they all of that work together, the editing, the lighting, the the staging. That is, people don't realize there's a you know they don't do certain things anymore because. Technically, times have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, they have they do staging differently now, just because of way, the way sound is done and stuff. You know, it's, and they paid attention to all that. I, it's 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 a it's an amazing thing to look at when they do that. I mean, there's there are moments where if you didn't know these actors, you came into the room and saw this, you might be like, maybe after watching for a while, I'd be like, all right, this is more modern. And they're just doing they're mimicking the style from back then. But if you didn't know. And these people yeah, are like, yeah, this is a movie like, from back oh, then. What, what movie is this? Is, is this on uh, Turner Classic Movies or something? Yeah. <laughs> I think the casting is weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. What did you think? Uh, it, it's, it is one of those where you're like, oh, that's the real guy? Huh. Yeah. Uh, he don't look nothing like, not even a little bit. <laughs> well, the, the deal here is that some of the casting is is spot on. It's amazing. And they've been and there's a reason why they've been putting this in the marketing. Uh so Marion Davies, an actor at the t- an actress at the time who's also pretty infamous for her scandalous relationship with William Randolph Hearst. Mm-hmm. If you watch Citizen Kane, there is a representation of her in that movie. Uh and an unflattering one. Unfl- very very they made her just stupid. They just they, just, they couldn't <laughs> put the title dumb bitch. But Amanda Seyfried here uh, you know, shit, she got them eyes. Yeah, she does. She even looking over there like, God damn, she's looking at her, that other, she's like, shit. Are my eyes that big? <laughs> but perfect casting right there. Mm-hmm. Perfect, at least by appearances. Yeah, yeah, especially when she first comes on, I was like, oh man, that that's almost like they pulled her from those old movies and stuck her here. Yeah, but, but uh, as far as, uh, as far as the real, uh, Herman Mankiewicz, Herman J. Mankiewicz goes. He was look. He was fifty five when he died, and he's an alcoholic, so he probably even looks older. And plus, people just look older back then, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, true. But so he was fifty five when he died, and you can clearly look at Gary Oldman and be like, "You ain't no fucking fifty five years old." And it, and it wouldn't even matter because he's great in the role. Gary Oldman is amazing in the role. And I'm talking about the delivery of dialogue and why it's so appealing. A lot of his, a lot of that is his dialogue. He reminds me of like a very, the way he talks reminds me of a very suave board, uh, uh, Ernest Board, uh, not, no, no, Burgess Meredith. Well, it's okay. So, I mean, as, since the movie's doing deep dives, I'll do another one. I don't know what, what, uh, what Herman Mankiewicz sounds like, 
but all of Gary Oldman's his voice, his cadence, it's he sounds it's almost exactly like this this uh this actor Tudor Owen. We used to do a lot of radio stuff, and I uh. listen to him all the time. I hear him on shows like Pat Novak for Hire and other shows, but he would always play this character who was an alcoholic who would come in and say really witty and funny <laughs> things. And every time I wasn't looking at Gary Oldman, I th- I thought I was like, that's Tudor Owen. No, it's not. It's Gary it's Gary Oldman. What is going on here? Yeah. I you know I didn't I didn't have a problem with the way he spoke. I didn't have a problem even with his looks. What I have a problem with is that the man is older than fifty five, obviously, and it, it, a lot of people in here have these young wives, man, and young. Well, that and, was the thing back then. It was the thing back then, but it's like you know you can still well, look this. So this uh, this actress right here, her name is Tuppen. Yeah, Tupp. Tuppence, Tuppence Militon. Uh, you, you can't get a more British name than that. She's got to be British, right? They don't make they don't make British name any names more British than that. I mean, you're not Tuppence even, Middleton. Yeah, you're not even like a you're not even British anymore. You're like an elf or something. Yeah. <laughs> but she is 33 years old. Gary Oldman 62, and I'm I, look. I don't know how old she was at the time when it was happening, but it's like the. I mean, look, that seven years just makes a big difference. Where it's like, damn, that looks like your granddaughter, man. <laughs> Cause it took me a while. Cause I thought, cause, cause he was calling home and talking about the kids, I know, and I, I thought that was his daughter. He was talking yeah, to. Yeah, I was thinking it was his daughter, his secretary. It took a bit to go. Like, wait, that's his wife. That's your wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. And so, I mean, like I said, that the age is wrong right there, and I wouldn't have a problem with it if it just didn't really, really show. Also, just for the moments that they're that that he's on, it's not that big of a difference. But the guy that plays. Orson Welles, Tom Burke, uh, got the voice down. The voice, the voice he has down. All right, every time he's speaking, I was like, "Damn, this guy is good. He's better than Maurice LaMarche." And then when you see him, you're like, "You ain't no goddamn Orson Welles." No, no, you know, when you see him, <laughs> shit, he looks like a pirate or something. Yeah. He don't look like, comes in with that goatee. <laughs> you could like Captain Morgan coming in. You don't look like no Orson Welles. Uh, but there, there was one shot, one shot, and I wish I could have got it, but I was rushing to get in here. There's one shot where he's talking to, to Mank in the dark, and he's looking intense, and he's like, he's about to beat his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, shit, that is Orson Welles right there, man. Uh, they should, they might even have it in the, in the, in, in the trailer, but yeah, it was. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, there's, there's moments in here where, again, it goes right down to light. There, there it is, right there. I'm like now I'm looking at it like no no he still look like Satan or something yeah no no, no okay I take it back <laughs> as, a matter, as a matter of fact when he got to that point not only did he not look like Orson Welles but when he's having to yell he he kind of loses he does. his ability to sound like him too but for for a long time he had it yeah. he had it man uh I tell you who somebody that it took me a long time where I was like man what uh oh oh no before I move on to that man let me just say. I love it. I love the scene that he was in. But let me pull up this picture right here, man. Uh, your boy, Charles Dance. Oh, yeah. Let me... <laughs> no, and when I saw that he was playing Hearst, I was like, okay, that's perfect. Oh, no, it, it was. What's the movie called? Make? Let me see. I had this picture here uh, of Charles Dance. Oh, there it is. I looked at that and I said, Bitch, that's Tywin Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> he was playing a cold-blooded Tywin Lannister. If you got a chorus line dancer to dress like Ty- Tywin Lannister, that's what <laughs> Well, when he first came on the scene when he was on the horse, I didn't I didn't recognize him. I did, but 
uh, but at the time he, he you know he was, he seemed to me just for a second like alright you, you're playing a different person but there are moments where, and I only say that because they have a scene where he pulls some Tywin Lannister shit yes like he like no matter everywhere the dude sits it's a throne uh-huh. <laughs> and he pulls some shit on Mank and no. I was just like oh mm. man that's some Lannister shit right there <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I did like that <laughs> telling that whole story about just walking yeah, his ass right on out. Yeah, <laughs> boy, he was going hard on somebody dressed like that. Like Norm, you laugh at somebody, be like, man, you can't say nothing to me dressed like that. Not him. Mm-hmm. So he was dropping all kind of knowledge. Get the hell out of my house. Uh, somebody that I was really impressed with in here was uh, Tom. Uh, Tom Pelfrey mm. this guy oh his brother his brother what, what did we just see him in I tell you what we just saw bugging the I, shit out of me and I was cause, like, cause I was watching that too Iron Fist right my mind was before the thing happened that ruined my mind I remember who I am now and I don't gotta sleep on the side that Uber driver like, I'm about to put this motherfucker out that's yeah. Ozark Oh, okay. Ozark is where I saw is is what I remember seeing him in the whole time. He was in Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the 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 shitty brother in Iron Fist. No, he was in Iron Fist, but I I was watching him. I remember him. Okay, in, I'm not up that far in Ozark. Uh oh, that's the second season of Ozark. That's so, in the second season. Yeah, uh, I've seen the second season. Oh, the remember. third season then. That's uh, what's her name's uh, the uh, the wife. Uh, yeah, oh. what's her name? That's her brother in the series. Oh, okay, and he's talking and. Look, I that dude was so good. I thought he really was a old country yokel hick, you hmm. know, because he played. You know, when you see somebody for the first time, oh yeah, yeah. you're thinking like, okay, yeah. that's who they are, right? Just right. like when you saw what's his name in Hard Candy, you now you think he's a real rapist. <laughs> what's his Pedophile. name? Pedophile. Pedophile. Pa- Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. I saw him. I'm like, yeah, he old country ass redneck. <laughs> and I kept watching the, the the movie. I kept watching Mink. And I'm like, who? I've seen this guy. I've seen this guy. And it took me a while to recognize him, and because he's playing a completely different person. He plays Mink's brother. Oh, I'm saying it would help if I cut this goddamn sound up sometime. Let's see. Swamp Man Corral. I hear you're hunting dangerous game. God bless William Randolph Hearst. You know, you see him in the movie, and he really, he's, again, he has that, that, that cadence of the time, man. And it's really, uh, he's, he's, you know, it just goes to show how much range this actor has right here. Uh, you know, I, I, it, it, when somebody takes a while for me to realize who, who they are, or it takes a while for me to realize who they are. I'm like, uh, wow, you know, they, they did a good job, and they can they can take they can tackle a lot of roles, at least from what I've seen from these two roles right here. I wish you'd seen him in Iron Fist. You'd be like, I don't ever want to see him ever again. Was he terrible I, in that? Yes. Oh shit. I mean, it, it, the material was bad. So I mean, it's Iron Fist, what it, man. Come what on, what it was, but he was not looking good in that thing. He's like, brother, come on. It, it was Iron <laughs> Fist. Wait, didn't no nobody got out there looking good. She kind of like Jim Carrey right there. Yeah, right there. You know, like I said, oh, and I do have to say that this movie did bring out a lot of range and a lot of people. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who obviously just got out of the bar right now. <laughs> He's carrying. <laughs> Don't know, like, Trent, Trent Reznor's carrying his ass yeah. right now. I can drive. <laughs> Come on, Atticus. <laughs> um, they, you know, you've usually heard like the moody, almost kind of synth music they've done for a lot of. David Fincher's movies and some other things. They did the music here. Yeah, they did the music in Soul and it's completely different. 
I'd see, I didn't see Soul yet, and I heard that they were doing the music mm-hmm. in Soul. Mm-hmm. And, I, and being I haven't seen it yet, I'm, being, I'm actually looking very much forward to hearing what that is like. But here, you know, again, you know, they're, they're expanding, man. Yeah. They're doing a yeah. lot of stuff that's very different from what you've heard before. You know, uh, like I said, worked a lot with David Fincher. A lot of that stuff was very dark, very moody, very synth. And it's and it's now it's like uh, they have you know they 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 can fit different genres. Mm-hmm. The music fits that period it very does. well it that does. they do here. You know, David Finch is, is turning into a somebody that I really love. <clears throat> I, sometimes I don't like every film a filmmaker does, but if they can show that they they can take on different genres, they can make a different movie that feels uh, much different from the last film. Or take on uh, you know different stories. I, I like that. David Fincher has done so much, man. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of things like anywhere from Fight Club to Benjamin Buttons. You oh, know, so many things. So many things. You know, uh, the the uh, what do you call it the 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 Social Network. Yeah. Gone uh, Girl. Gone Girl. You know, Alien, which is what he started out with. You know, like there's, there's so many things he's done. Not to, not to mention the stuff that he's produced, like uh, Mind Hunters. Mind Hunters mm-hmm. and Love, Sex, and Robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he's got a he's got a very eclectic mind, and I think that. Uh, I admire him for that, and now we see him doing this, and this is probably the most different thing that he's done. And as far as I'm concerned, as long as again, you know, I don't know, depending on what angle you're looking for, if you're looking for one of those angles at all, uh, he's done something pretty incredible here. Um, again, I'm not saying that pretentiously, like some critics feel obligated to. I'm telling you right now, because like I said, it's for a very, very, very uh, specific audience, and I'm not gonna sit up here and be like, "Oh, it's about Hollywood, so it must be good." They're talking about things I know about. Nah, man, fuck that. I don't, I don't care about any of that. But I do adore the filmmaking here. I love it so much that I just kind of, I have to give it a, a a full price for that, man. I mean, there's. I look at the filmmaking and I say, you know, this is what I'm talking about when I say people go in and they care about what they're doing. This is, you know, they, they genuinely went in wanting to make a particular kind of film, yeah, a particular well, it, vision. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a labor of love, and you know, and it's his dad wrote the script. His, you know, his who, who has passed away. So, yeah. So of course, you know, he, he threw his his full passion into it. I'm a big David Fincher fan, and I adore the filmmaking here. Uh, now, I didn't go to film school. Uh, I mean, I do know all of, not all, but I know plenty about uh, Citizen Kane, uh, William Randolph Hearst, yeah. and a lot of that. So none of that was over my head. Um, but and. You know, and as we've said, at least I, I, I certainly hold to this. Down. I don't consider myself a real critic. It might be on my business card, but I'm not a real critic. And as such, um, I appreciate this movie, but I didn't like it that much. Um, I found the way it jumped around in time uh, and just what it was kind of coming down to is like, I, I like what I'm looking at, but I'm not getting a good sense of story flow. And there's great dialogue here and there, but when it came down to what this was, you know, a lot of what this was about, I was like, man, okay, so the guy who wrote Citizen Kane isn't who we thought, and this is just to say, like, hey, this is the, the way it, it went down. I mean, possibly, you know, a lot of it's, it's based on an a essay by Pauline Kale, which people have said, like, yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I just... I, it, it's it's so niche that uh, it kind of it didn't so much lead me out to where I didn't understand it. It just didn't grab me in a way where I cared that much. It was like it's it's interesting to see this stuff play out, and at the same time, I'm not having any feel for it. On, on a, something that I didn't like, that's 
that's kind of small and it, it doesn't ruin the picture, but yeah. I don't like the romanticizing of how his wife accepted his behavior. Like him being that alcoholic and all the stuff he did and she was always just there with a smile to back him up. I was like, can we get a little more character in her where she's like not cool with all this and, and it shows? Um, I mean, it, it might not have bothered me if the film was shorter, but that was for a long time with something where I was like, man, I'm waiting for it to catch for me and it's not doing that. I mean, just just on the filmmaking alone, I would give it a matinee because all that's brilliant. But for how it impacted me, not much. It didn't impact me either. No, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 don't, I don't think the story is any good either. I mean, I, and that's one of the things that I felt also. It's like it does. It, it, it's too long. Mm-hmm. Two, this movie don't need to be two and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, two, nearly two and a half hours right. long. And it does jump through time a lot. And that's why I'm saying, people, I don't think, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot there for people unless you just are really into this, like, story. Are you really into the filmmaking? When I say story, I'm talking about history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought about watching this. I was like, man, this is similar. I mean, filmmaking's different, but uh, it's story-wise, it's similar to, to Trumbo, but that really was engaging, whereas this is not. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, think, it's, uh, I don't think it's a very well-story-driven film either. Like and that's why I have to emphasize the filmmaking, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's you know the, that's why I say if you love if you love filmmaking that much, which I just I'm pretty just in awe of everything I see as far as the filmmaking goes. That's that's what I can recommend it on. But I agree with you completely. Like they, and they even put up on the screen flashback. Yeah, they keep saying flash. <laughs> I'm, even I was just kind of like. God damn, man. How many flashbacks? You, I know, you several of them. Why can't we just tell this story? Yeah, why well, you got to keep going back? And, you know, we, ain't got, we don't have to do all that. And I guess what bothers me about that is when it comes to time for awards, Hollywood really does reward films that are about filmmaking. And this yeah. is this is all about that. That's why I have to keep saying, because I'm giving this a full price. I really, I mean, I... I, I could watch this and I love, I love the scenes. There's so many scenes in here that I just love. I don't, I don't need a story. There's... And that's rare. Sometimes you just give me some scenes and mm-hmm. I'm fine. I, that means I can just come in and watch this movie in pieces. Mm-hmm. And I will do that again with this because there are so many things that I love to watch in this. But yeah, as far as a whole, it doesn't flow together well. I, I agree with you completely on that. I can't. I mean, shit, if you gave this some old bullshit for that, I'd be like, hey, I can't say nothing. You, you right, you know. Oh, oh, well then, okay. No, <laughs> I mean, if you did, I'd be like, I, I get it, man. I mean, it's I, like, yeah, but it really is. It's like, like I'm giving it sort of like an honorary matinee because, of, you know, like I said, the, the craftsmanship is great, but it was not, ultimately, it was not an enjoyable experience. I guess that's the difference between you and me. I guess I really enjoyed the experience, even though I can't recommend it for story at all. Yeah. It's like you just like I, I get it because that's why I'm telling people you don't go into this. <laughs> yeah, be, no, you, no, I'm glad you put all those caveats in the beginning. Man, look when they start talking about best movie of the year uh-huh. and Oscar buzz, don't listen to that shit going mm-hmm. in thinking that anybody can go and watch this. Yep. Not everybody can watch this because and, and and you would not be wrong if you watched walked out and said, man, I tried to watch that bullshit for five minutes. I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I think it could last longer than that, but there's just a point where you're like, where's this going? What's going? On? Yeah. Or like I say, if you can just watch it, I was never bored. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the whole experience, but I cannot disagree with you at one bit at all. Okay, <laughs> at all. I'm like, yeah, man, you, you, you nailed it in those things as far as some of the things I saw too. So there you go, people. There you go. And I, you know, like I said, it's like 86 or 90 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I was like, 
Okay. Of course it is. Yeah. It's ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm surprised it's not more. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's when I say I, that's the thing. It's I a critics movie. Yeah. I did not. I did not want to read one review of this because mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear people like, "Oh my God, this is back in the day when so and so did so and so." And Mary Pickford said this. They make a reference to this, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck you." Oh um, yeah, yeah, it sounds like that. you read the review. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't want to hear that shit. No. <laughs> I don't even like being around people like that. Yeah. That's why I don't even talk to people after movies because yeah. I don't want to talk that old shit. I know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I was just reading. I was like, uh, all right. I wish I was on the same train with you guys. Yeah. What is it? The writer says, tell the story you know. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.